If you don't diversify your investment portfolio, you could end up losing it all. But most business owners don't know how to diversify to mitigate those risks. That's why we created this resource for you. This passive investing guide is a must-have if you're planning to invest in businesses. Don't hesitate. If you have more than 25 grand liquid, then you can't afford not to take advantage of this resource. Download the four reasons why in 2021 you need small businesses in your portfolio now by going to www.abundantculture.co forward slash guide. Welcome back to the Abundant Culture Podcast, where business owners like you come to learn how to grow the valuation of their companies so they can sell in the future. On this show, you'll learn how to sell for top dollar and invest in profitable businesses around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Jazz and Joe. Welcome back to this week's episode of Abundant Culture Podcast. This week, Joe and I are talking about the team meeting that we just had last night with our coffee shop crew, and it was the best meeting that we've ever had with any of our employees like the whole time we've been operating the coffee shop so we thought that this definitely needed to be a podcast episode so we can go over our main takeaways so that you could use this same ideas and principles and apply it to your own employee meetings absolutely and i think one of the main points that we kind of wanted to touch on in this podcast episode is one just i think one important thing is to have an agenda set for the meeting you know just don't go into it and start rambling about whatever it is you want to ramble about make sure that there's a clear agenda you know from point a to b where you want to get to in the meeting so one of the things that jasmine did very very early on which i thought was very kind of nuanced thing it's kind of like a minute thing but i think it really matters is she told the employees exactly what we were going to be going over in the meeting and not only did she tell them what we were going to go over but the order in which we were going to talk about those things so i think just having a good agenda set for a meeting makes everything go a lot smoother because they can kind of ponder on those subject matters in the meeting as you're speaking or whatever the case may be. And the main reason I did that yesterday was because that was the first time that I actually told them the agenda because every time we have meetings, I always make sure that we have notes available for like the topics that we need to discuss with them. But yesterday was the first time that I actually told them the agenda. And the reason I did that is because we were on a time crunch. Like I had a a meeting at 9 p.m. Our meeting was at 8 and I had a meeting right at 9 with more team members and I needed to be off that call. Usually we go over with our employee meetings and I think that they hate that and it probably uh, decreases like the morale and they probably don't even listen after a certain point because the meetings go on for so long but I wanted to make sure we did a hard stop so when I told them the agenda that was a way for them to not ask me questions that we were going to cover later on or like I didn't want to get on the call like hey guys so how was your week what yeah. did you do this week we kind of you know we kind of did that while we were waiting for people point. right but we got straight to the point and I wanted them to know that this was a no BS meeting today. We're here to, to get stuff done and leave. And we can talk and have a game night and have fun and a party and stuff at a later date. But tonight we're focusing on strictly business. 
Absolutely. And I think what we learned from that meeting, because I think we learned a lot more than our employees did in that meeting, which is always a very interesting thing to do. The main thing we learned was that your employees know your customer a lot better than you do most of the time. If you're a business owner like us, where you're running multiple businesses, you have multiple projects going on all the time, you can't be in the day-to-day all the time, 24-7, but somebody is on the day-to-day, 24-7, and that person is probably your employees. And I think a lot of times as business owners, we take on a responsibility of trying to figure out, okay, how do we make our business better for our customer? But I think a lot of times what we don't realize is that your employees probably have all the ideas that will actually make your company better. So it's like you remind you of ideas that you had in the past, but you forgot to implement. Exactly. And I think it's such an interesting thing because I think me and Jasmine, we both put a lot of responsibility on ourselves of trying to figure out how do we grow this brand? And we never asked our employees, how do we grow this brand? Which is a kind of, it's a funny thing because you don't expect to really get an answer about that from your employees. That's like, you know, you think your, your employees care about the actual work, not the actual brand. But I don't think that's the case anymore based off of what we experienced last night. I think they actually do care about the brand. That doesn't necessarily mean they care about it as much as you do personally, because you have your money, your capital, a lot of your time invested in it. But I do think that there is a certain level of responsibility that employees just naturally want to take on, I think. And I've been listening to a lot of this guy named Naval. I forgot his last name. He's, I think, Indian guy. He's an angel investor. And he's kind of like this Zen, but super business savvy type character. And he talks about the value of having small teams. Now, a lot of business owners, you know, they want to grow scale their business to have hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of employees, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But he talked about, you know, when you have a small team, you want people to have some type of autonomy. And you also want people to have kind of like not necessarily a physical ownership stake in the business, but at least a a sense of ownership. Like what I say here matters, what I do here matters, you know, and not only does it matter to the customer, but it matters to the business owner as well. It matters to my manager. So the thing that we found is that when we asked our employees, okay, just questions. And I think it just really goes back to being humble enough to ask a question and then just listen to what the answer is going to be without any type of judgment or, you know, saying that, oh, that idea doesn't work because of this, that idea doesn't work because of that. I think you just have to have a certain level of humility to just listen to what those answers are. So when we started asking our employees, what do you think we could do to make this aspect of the business better or that aspect of the business better? They had so many ideas. If you own a small business and you might be looking to sell, you could run into some major issues. Forbes estimates that nine out of 10 businesses listed never actually sell. Why? Because there's only one way to sell. You need to do these four steps first. So if you want to be a part of the 10% of businesses that sell for profits, we've created a free checklist for you so you can sell without those hurdles that normally hold you back. Download the free checklist by visiting www.abundantculture.co forward slash checklist. And I wrote all of the ideas down, like Joe was just saying. There were a couple ideas where I was saying, well, that may not work, but you know, maybe we can implement it later. 
But even if I didn't think it could work, like, right here and now, I wrote every single yeah. idea down because after our meeting, I sent the whole team the meeting notes so that they had it for their own reference, too. Yeah. So, no idea is a dumb idea. It may not work right now, but it could work later. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that I found is that I would have spent probably hours, like literally hours coming up with all those ideas that we heard from our employees. Now, the thing about it is why spend hours coming up with those ideas when you could just ask somebody else and come up with those same ideas in one hour instead of three, four, or five. As a business owner, your time is very, very valuable. So when it comes to wanting to do something better for your customer, I think employees who are working on the ground level are the best place to start. And this is something, it's kind of common sense, but for whatever reason, you know, we didn't try it before yesterday. And now that we've tried it, it's like, Oh, I'm just probably ask them every single month. Hey, what what could we be doing better? What could we implement? What will add value to our customer? What will add value to your guys' work as well? Like, you know, what would be something that I could do for you to make your job easier? And I think a lot of times, you know, you might have this thought in the back of your mind where, oh, that sounds expensive because usually you would think that, you know, these ideas would be very hard to implement. But what I found is that most of the ideas that we came up with were very, very cheap to implement, if not free. And I and, think that's and so they powerful. even took that into consideration too. One of the examples, so the whole training was basically about upselling because we want to make sure that we're giving customers additional value, even if they don't know that they want it yet. But one of our employees, she said, well, what if we do like handheld menus? Because our menu, it has a lot of stuff on it. Yeah. And it easily overwhelms people. But if we had handheld menus, then they could kind of take it and go and do yeah. whatever. And then Joe was like, well, what if we do a QR code? Because, you know, people are more tech savvy and then it might just be easier. And then our yeah. employee was like, yeah, I mean, most of our customers are older, so they may not really be into the QR code thing, but it's cheaper and we don't have to waste all this paper and then another employee was like, well, what if we laminate the menus and have it more like a restaurant feel inside of the coffee shop and put the laminated menus on the table? So it's like we were basically doing like a mastermind feel with our our employees. And yeah. most of the time we think of masterminds as people with a lot of influence and yeah, you're lots of money and yeah. they're probably above you or at least like at the peer level but you know not to say that our employees are less than us or anything but you know following like the hierarchy or whatever in business they are below in that hierarchy just because that's just the way it goes but we were able to mastermind with them and it was really awesome yeah and i think that's something you hit on something there just talking about the idea of masterminding i think a lot of value comes from masterminding with other business owners but i think a lot of business owners don't mastermind with their own employees which is crazy to think about it mm -hmm. it's something that's so common sense when you hear it but it's something that you know 
if nobody brings it up to you, it's something that you might naturally not implement. So I think, you know, the next employee meeting that you have, you know, go into it, have a couple questions that you really want to ask, ask the questions, and then just sit there and listen and take notes because I think there's going to be a lot of value to come out of that because there's a lot of things, uh, nuances about your business that your employees might see that you might not be seeing because you have other things that you're doing as well. They're on the ground level, not. Exactly. I'm only there once for an hour. Yeah. So uh, the third topic that we wanted to touch on, uh, are you okay with moving on to yeah. the next? Okay. Uh, the next topic we wanted to touch on is just uh, the idea of leverage. And I think uh, this came from another uh, podcast that I was listening to the guy, Naval. If you type in Naval podcast on YouTube, you'll, you'll see like uh, some videos that he has and he has one that's four hours long and I'm in the middle of listening to that. But he talks about leverage a lot. And a lot of people, when they, we hear about leverage, we're either thinking about physical leverage, where it's like, you know, kind of like a seesaw or, uh, or a crowbar or whatever the case may be. Or we're thinking about financial leverage, which is, you know, taking on debt to buy an asset um, without having all your, you know, own money or whatever the case may be. But I think a lot of times we forget about the um, leveraging other people's ideas. Like other people have ideas about your business outside of you. And I think it's important to let other people in. And I think, you know, we can get this idea that we're, we know more about our business than, you know, our competitor or uh, our employee or just some person that's leaving a bad, crappy review. But I think the way you should really approach everything is knowing that everybody has a different perspective than you. And some of those perspectives are like, right. Some of those perspectives can serve you. Like, I think, you know, there can be a lot of people who can say something negative about you, but just because it's a negative thing that they're saying about you doesn't mean that it doesn't have merit to it. And, you know, you have to be very careful that every single conversation that you're in, you're approaching it with an open enough mind where maybe you know that you're talking to somebody who is very, very cynical, but that doesn't invalidate everything that they ever say to you ever. So I think, you know, just going back to the experience we had with our employees, I think going into it with the mindset of I'm going to leverage whatever they're saying. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to think about how I can implement it and use it. I think that's such a powerful thing. And I think leverage is one of those things that it's a simple concept, but you have to practice it. And I think it takes years to master because even when you think you've mastered it, you're like, oh, I could leverage it this way or I could leverage this person that way. It's something that's very freeing because now something that took you hours or a ton of effort, you can get the same result without so much time spent and without so much effort. And all of those ideas were given to us basically for free just because we act. So I think leveraging ideas is something that's super powerful, something that I, you know, is common sense, but I didn't really think to implement before and something that I will personally implement moving forward. Yeah. So that is all we had. That's all you had, right? Yep. So that's all we had for this week's episode about our team meeting and how you can implement our strategy and principles and tactics year on. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Culture Podcast with Jazz and Joe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember, we're ready to buy your business. So if you're ready to sell or passively invest in other small businesses, 
Go to AbundantCulture.co for more information. We publish episodes every Friday, so we'll see you next week.